1: Inside sources, Inside sources. behind-the-scenes experience in Washington and around, around the, the world. world. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone. This is Boyd Matheson. Opinion editor at the Deseret News, thanks for joining us on the extended version of Inside Sources. We'll be with you all the way until three o'clock today. If you're just joining us, uh, we had Representative Rob Bishop from Utah's first congressional district with us. Uh, He has announced that he will not be running for reelection in 2020, keeping his word and his promise and recognizing that no one is irreplaceable. I really admire that. Uh, If you you missed that segment, uh, go back and uh, pick up the podcast later on, today. I love the process that Rob went through. We'll talk about that more a little later. Uh, Right now, I'm really pleased to uh, have joined us on the show, uh, one of my favorite new friends in the world. Uh, We often talk about taking your faith with you into the public square and uh, really having it as a dimension of diversity. And uh, Sue Warnke from Salesforce.com is joining us today. Sue, thanks for coming on Inside Sources.
0: Hey, thanks. I'm happy to be here.
1: All right, so you we've uh, we have talked on this show before, uh, but I want uh, those who are just hearing you for the first time today, uh, give us just a a little bit of the the backstory uh, in terms of how you came to where you could really bring your whole self your your spiritual self with you into the workforce and what that's led to.
0: Absolutely, so yeah, I uh, you know I actually grew up in Utah in a, a very LDS. It's a city and we were not LDS. And so I sort of felt on the outside. And, and what that did is it, it kind of built up a wall around me about religion. Uh, and I replaced that wall with kind of a pursuit of success. And that kind of became my God all, all through life. But of course, that runs out at some point. And mine ran out a few years ago. And luckily, in that moment, people came into my life and kind of one by one pointed me in one single direction which was to, um, to Christ. And I converted just about two and a half years ago to Christianity. And, you know, it became not, you know, a truly born-again Christian. It wasn't just a hobby. It wasn't just interesting, but this was the most important thing of my entire life, transformed my life. And suddenly, as I looked around work, I felt, wow, but can I bring this part of myself to work? So um, I started, instead of kind of, um, venting or fuming about that, I decided to ask people how they felt. And it turns out a lot of people felt like, you know, the same thing, wondering, can I bring myself to work? So what we did is we got together and uh, we formed this group called Faith Force, which is Salesforce's 10th um, employee resource group. And to our shock, it became the fastest growing um, ERG in Salesforce history with over 2000 members now, uh, 12 hubs across five continents. So it's just been a, a pleasure and um, just shocking to see how it's filling a need.
1: Yeah, I, I, I've been so impressed with one, the way you've gone about this, uh, because as, as you said, it's not about any one religion, it's it's interfaith, it's intercultural. Uh, and I love the fact that Salesforce sees faith as a dimension of diversity, so tell us about some of the other things that are going on inside of Salesforce and then how uh, faith force plays into that.
0: Yeah, I mean most companies have these ERGs right we we know we we know from a lot of data that when when employees feel that they can bring their full authentic selves to work, that they perform better, they're more loyal, they stick around you know it helps with recruiting. There's huge business benefits to this. Um, and for a lot of people, you know, their number one identifier might be their gender or their race or their sexual orientation. But for a chunk of, of every company's population, it's faith and it's their number one identifier. And we don't want to have to have them leave that at the door because they're leaving a huge part of, of themselves and their, their productivity and innovation at the door when they do that. So, um, by, by allowing this into the workplace, it's filled this huge need where, suddenly, you know, people that have spent all this energy hiding parts of themselves can put that energy toward their work, toward empathy, toward understanding. Um, you know, I shared in, in, a, in a previous chat with you about a Muslim employee who had previously been hiding the fact that he was fasting for Ramadan. And once his manager encouraged him to not only talk about this, but explain what it was, uh, you know, made him more loyal. He started to brag about Salesforce it contributed to recruiting. Um, so what we're finding is that this is is filling a need for just empathy, understanding. Well, okay, if that person's fasting, maybe that's not the, the day to have a big buffet party on the team. Um, and then just education. You know, what do all these things mean, and why are they important?
1: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I had a uh, a neighbor uh, who who kind of was bold enough to ask a colleague, you know, what was wrong and why we, you know, they just seemed really irritable and kind of down and not a lot of energy. Uh, And when he found out that this person was fasting uh, each day for Ramadan, my neighbor uh, joined him and fasted with him. And it was the, it was the coolest thing uh, that here again, very different faith traditions, um, but because they were able to have that conversation in the public space, it at work, uh, it made both of them better people and, again, added to the culture and the environment within the organization.
0: Yeah. And, and these are things that are sort of um, additions, but there are things that are urgent. You know, when we had, we had three different faith-related attacks across the world mm. of, of significance um, from Christchurch to Tree of Life to Sri Lanka— that impacted employees. We actually had members who who, who had family members involved in this. And that's a moment where you have to address it. What are you going to do if you don't have any kind of forum for that? So luckily we had a forum. And so, you know, within days we put together these massive vigils for our employees. And, you know, we had one for Christchurch and it had, I mean, thousands of people participated across Salesforce. In some way or another, and, and it gave, you know, our Muslim community, it helped them feel seen. I mean, there were so many tears. Wow. Um, and then it, it helped allies know what to do, right? This is how you support um, a Muslim colleague who is experiencing something like this. So it's not just a nice-to-have, but I think it's, it's urgent, and, and companies have to have some kind of strategy for how they're going to address faith and, and what a beautiful way to do it.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I had the opportunity when I was down uh, in New Zealand uh, to actually meet some of the imams from the, the mosques that were attacked uh, and they were just so appreciative of all of the different faith traditions that rallied around them publicly and privately uh, and in a host of different ways uh, to help that healing process begin. And, and that that's such a, a critical piece uh I want to jump for a minute because sometimes sometimes we we're not quite sure uh what to do uh, in, yeah. in those situations or how, how we can bring our whole authentic self, including our spiritual self in, into the workplace. Uh, so you've got a, an extraordinary uh, site called leanership, L E A N E R S H I P, which I love the title leanership. Uh, <laughs> but you have, uh, on there in, uh, just, uh, we got about a minute and a half to go and, uh, but you, you've got a blog up right now. Uh, that talks about some steps we can take to have respectful faith discussions at work. Can you give us just one or two key points there?
0: Yeah, you know, I think um, the key is is just to love others, love your neighbor. I mean, most faiths agree on that core principle, and I think the best way to do that um, was advice I got from a sales mentor, and she said, be fascinated, mm. not fascinating. <laughs> Um, you know, if we can put our energy into asking questions and learning from each other, I think that's the best way to express our faith in a way that's not threatening and not disrespectful to anybody else's faith. Uh,
1: fantastic! That is uh, that is so good and and so vital. And I know you're uh, you're actually coming to uh, to Utah to do a little interfaith work this week. Can you tell us anything about that?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited at coming back home uh, to Utah and our our. Salt Lake City Branch is launching their very first Faith Force activity. Um, it'll be actually to celebrate um, something not for, for not the traditional Judeo-Christian group, but um, kind of more of a, a an ancient pagan festival. So that'll be the first time we're ever doing anything like that, and I'll be able to share how significant that is in the journey of Faith Force.
1: Okay, fantastic. Again, the... Uh Uh, The blog you can read is Leanership, uh, so you can go check that out. It's uh, really a a great space. Sue's a a great writer, a great thinker, uh, and a great soul. And as always, Sue, we appreciate your insight, uh, both from Salesforce and and Faithforce, uh, but all you do to just create positive conversations uh, everywhere you go.
0: Thanks so much, Boyd.
1: All right. Again, that's uh, Sue Warnicky joining us uh, from Salesforce.com. She's, again, just a great thinker and so important that we are able to bring our whole authentic self uh, into the workspace and into the public square. It's uh, a vital thing for all of us uh, to move forward. And I just love that Salesforce has that as a dimension of diversity that our faith is a dimension of diversity, I think, is is so critical. All right, we're going to step aside. When we come back, we're going to pick up our conversation. We'll talk about Rob Bishop's announcement that he will not be running for re-election in the 1st Congressional District and a host of other things right here on Inside Sources. We'll be right back.